Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast, and this week we have my new friend Jalen joining us. You guys know I love making new friends, and Jalen and I became fast friends and bonded over all things running a magazine. She is the founder of Taylor Magazine and came up with the idea a few years ago when she found it hard to find a place online solely dedicated to self-love and talking about self-care in an honest, open light. She was still in university studying journalism when she founded Taylor, and she founded it as a passion project with the goal to create a community for millennial females to share their stories and talk about all things self-love and positivity. Now she has over 300 contributors writers from all over the world, and it has quickly become a community of incredible women. Guys, we had so much to talk about. Obviously, you might know that I used to run a magazine called Radiant Magazine. That was actually where the Radiant Podcast started and emerged from. So we had such a fun conversation. I loved asking her questions about the behind the scenes of running Taylor and how she has found fulfillment and making an impact in the lives of all of her readers and the columnists she manages. So it was such a fun conversation. I know you're going to love Jalen as much as I did. So let's get to it. Let's dive in. As always, screenshot this episode. Tag Jalen, tag me. Tell us what you loved, what you found impactful so that we can know what talking points were your favorite. It also helps spread the word, if I'm being honest, about this interview. We want to get this into more listeners' ears. So again, screenshot this episode, post it in your Instagram story, and tag Jalen and I. Hey, Jalen. Hey, Kelsey. I am so excited to have you on. It's been a long time in the making, so it's super fun to have you on. I love what you do. I think we're going to have a lot in common because I got actually started running a magazine. And so I would love for you to share your story, who you are, what you do. Tell us all about you. Yes, amazing. Okay, I'm so excited to talk to you too. So I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast. Um, I guess a little bit about me is I started Taylor Magazine about three or so years ago. And I had the idea for absolutely ages and always really wanted to create an online platform, some sort of community of women, and a place for people to share their stories and talk about things that were really important to them. And so it was always my goal to create somewhere that was mostly about self-care, positivity, and all things well and good. And so the idea for Taylor Magazine came about, but before I started doing that, I always, always knew I wanted to do something in, you know, sort of the social media world. And so I was starting Taylor while also working in social media and doing kind of freelance writing and things like that. The idea sort of came from really wanting to create somewhere for women and just allow them to share their stories, but also connect with other women and read things that would really encourage them and inspire them and get people through a really tough day. So that is how it all started. And I absolutely love, love, love doing it. It doesn't feel like work to me because it's something I'm so passionate about. And it's something that I think, you know, if I'm helping other people and people are having a rubbish day and read an article that makes them feel a little bit better, then I feel like I'm giving back and doing something that is, you know, 
I guess, in the grand scheme of things, making the world a little bit of a better place. And so, yeah, that's super important to me as well. Wow. So have you dreamt of running a magazine since you were a little girl? Like, tell us kind of how you got into this. Yeah, so I was always into reading, um, a massive, massive bookworm. And there are videos of me on birthdays and Christmases opening presents and literally throwing them away unless they were books. So <laughs> I've always been a super, super nerd. Um, and that's always, yeah, been how I've kind of grown up reading books and reading magazines. And it got to a point when I was a little bit older where I would pick up magazines and they'd be really, really interesting. And I'd love reading the cover interviews and the features and stuff like that. But I did always feel that they were so much focused on beauty or fashion and things that essentially I feel make you sometimes want to change yourself or feel that you're not quite enough as you are. Um, you know, things that maybe are focused on things that you can't afford or products that you feel aren't quite you but you should have them anyway and so for me it was more about creating a space where it's okay to just be who you are it's not about changing yourself it's not about making yourself something you're not it's just truly about finding happiness and being the best version of yourself so when I was younger obviously I just loved reading magazines and books and that idea of Taylor magazine being all about wellness developed as I got a little bit older but I definitely would say I always wanted to have my own magazine. Um, I used to do really dorky things like write books and just sort of sit on my little computer at 11 or 12 tapping away and writing little stories and hoping that I would get them published. I don't know what yeah, what I was doing, but it was fun for me at the time. And I also started in script writing. So I was about 14 or 15 and I started writing scripts and coming up with my own show ideas. Um, and I always remember being really excited at the prospect of telling stories and creating characters and bringing things to life. So I submitted scripts and show ideas for probably about a year to all of these big TV companies and production companies and didn't hear back from anyone um, until I was about 15. And then I heard from Disney Channel and they optioned one of my original show ideas, which was so, so fun and so exciting. So for five years, I got to work with them on the scripts and the characters and the storylines. And unfortunately, the show didn't get to production. It got greenlit, but then sort of hit a point where it didn't go any further. But it was still one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. And it taught me so much about storytelling and how to sort of capture people. So I've always definitely had a love for words and for writing. And I definitely think that's where it came from. Wow. I mean, what a journey for five years having kind of that experience to develop stories. So would you say, you know, one thing I love to talk about with, with guests is that every part of your story every every pivot every step that you take is part of the um kind of grand scheme of things and sometimes I'm sure when that show you know didn't make its way to production at first it was disappointing but now you know in the full swing of running Taylor magazine you can see how that experience of storytelling paved the way for what you're doing now what would you have to say to that listener who is who's battling like you know, was that five years that I just spent doing X, Y, Z worth it? And why is it worth it? Because I would certainly say it is, but it's not always easy to lean into that when you're in the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. So I was 
really really devastated and I loved it so much and I really thought that was going to be part of my future even if it wasn't something I would do full-time or permanently I always thought script writing would be somewhere in my future at some point so it was really really heartbreaking and I think as well when you're younger and you're passionate about something you really want it to come to life more so than at any other point and so you know for me 15 16 years old I was so excited and telling everyone and really, really proud. And I thought, that's great. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to graduate. And then I have this set job for me or this set thing that I'm going to do. And it sort of made me want to, I guess, restructure what I wanted after it didn't work out. Because as much as I loved script writing, I also felt a strong desire to share my story and talk about things that are really important, like mental health and self-care and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm a massive believer in everything happens for a reason. I do really think that because I think had I carried on script writing, it was really full on. And even from what I was doing then alongside my studies, I was always, always at a computer, always writing things. And Taylor Magazine in itself is such a huge time commitment. I wouldn't have been able to do both. And I do feel that Taylor Magazine for me is the most rewarding thing that I've done so far. And it's a passion project that then evolved into what I essentially do full time. So I think that is absolutely 100% worth it. And sometimes there will be setbacks along the way, there will be things that don't quite work. Even now, you know, on a day to day basis, there are things that don't exactly go as planned or things that are a bit tricky. And as an entrepreneur, you're always learning things, you're always taking things on board and making mistakes and then trying to you know, make sure you don't make those mistakes again and you're learning from everything every step of the way. So I do try and see it as, okay, that didn't work. There's a lesson in there somewhere. It might be really, really difficult at the time, but just sort of have that faith that the next project that comes along, again, might not be the right fit for you, but you do have to sometimes take these negative experiences and these downfalls and these tricky things and just try and take something from it so that when you look back, you think, okay, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I wouldn't have learned that part of that really important lesson. And then I would have maybe made that mistake further along the line, or I wouldn't have got to connect with this person who's really inspired me, whatever it might be. So I massively think that having those setbacks and those challenges do massively you know, pave that way for you to grow and evolve as a person which essentially then helps you figure out exactly what it is that you do want to do and something that is going to be the right fit for you yeah and and you know I was just kind of kind of looking back over the past four years the other day and I was like man all those twists and those turns totally shaped the way for me to to understand what's most life-giving in my business, what I actually want to spend the next 20 years pursuing, and what, oh, I thought that might be life-giving, and it's not, or it's not something I want to do long-term, or I like that, but I'd like to tweak it to be, you know, a different expression so that it's more fulfilling, and so I am a firm believer that nothing's wasted. Um, And often, you know, I don't know if you noticed this, but when I see my friends stepping into the fullness of what they were meant to do, we're often able to look back over the last five or 10 years and see so many stepping stones that paved the way for that moment that Mm might have looked or felt insignificant at the time or it didn't pan out the way they thought it would but it still played a huge role in what they're doing now. And I think 
again, nothing is wasted. And so it's just cool to hear that part of your story, especially kind of in tandem with what you're doing now. So tell us all about Taylor Magazine. You're managing hundreds of columnists, right? <laughs> Essentially, it kind of doesn't, so it doesn't work in a typical magazine structure. So when I first started it, it was essentially just me coming up with ideas and writing articles and then a few sort of friends who also wanted to write for it and people that had contacted me and said they wanted to submit their articles. And so it's always been a small business. It's never been something that I've wanted to make uh, a huge platform that becomes unmanageable. And I guess the theme is that it's a minimalist publication. So that's always kind of how I wanted it to remain. And so it's more of a community of females. I try to encourage people who want to share their stories to submit them to Taylor and it's more about people coming up with ideas and talking about things that are really important to them and it's more of an outlet for people to share their stories so a lot of the stuff that you see will be things that are like I mentioned before related to self-help or self-care or wellness what to do if you're having a tough day what to do if you know you want therapy or what different types of therapy there are. We talk about art therapy and exercise and all of those sorts of things. So it's more about people who have experienced difficulties or who do really, really want to talk about self-care to share their stories. And this will then inspire other people and give people, I guess, a bit of a guide to look at these different articles and what's happening and what has helped other people along the way to help them when they're feeling a bit down or just remind them that there are so many other people you know millennial females in particular who have also gone through that same thing and have shared their story and it just definitely helps other people which is always what I wanted all right guys you know if I'm timing out the podcast right in the middle of some really juicy conversation it has to be for a great reason well it is the fact that fun seasonal subscription box is available right now and it's something I look forward to seeing on my doorstep every few months so I asked them for a coupon code so my tribe here at the radiant podcast could enjoy it too I'm that into it these boxes sell out fast So, you have to really jump on it, but I'm telling you, it's because they're so good. They're packed full of products from beauty, wellness, to fashion and fitness. You'll find everything from Tarte Beauty products, items from Anthropology, Free People, which if you've been with me for a while, you know I love, Juice Beauty, Trina Turk, Bear Paw Chi, Kate Somerville, and that's only a few of the brands. There's a huge variety. One of my favorite items I've seen was the Moroccan Gold Series Treatment Mask. Talk about feeling like a queen, but whenever they send, it's always trending brands, high quality, full size, y'all, full size, products that really get you ready for the season ahead. The box retails for $49.99, but always, and I mean always, has a value of over $200 inside. You know me, as an Enneagram 7, the word fun speaks my language, y'all, and these boxes are just that, fun. Every time I open one, it feels like my own personal boutique in a box. But what I love about these boxes is there really is something inside for everyone, no matter what products or brands you love. Best part, they're customizable to the types of items you'd prefer to receive. And they always end up having so much inside that I give some of the products I love to friends. 
I know my friends would love them and I like to have a gift that keeps on giving, right? Check out FabFitFun.com and use the code RADIANT10 so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. You guys, I would never promote something I don't love and believe in, and this really is such a steal. I mean, you never hear ads on this podcast, right? So if I'm talking about it, I really, really love it. I just had to get this code for you guys, and that code RADIANT10 will work forever. So no matter when you're hearing this episode go live, you can snag that RADIANT10 code and go over to fabfitfun.com and use it for $10 off your first box. So let's get after it. Go treat yourself. You deserve some fun and glam in your life. It just definitely helps other people, which is always what I've wanted. I love that. How have you really allowed it to be minimalistic? And, you know, I understand that you, you've built a model that's a little bit different than maybe the norm. How do you keep that manageable for you? Because I know managing 25 columnists when I ran Radiant Magazine was very hard. I don't think many people realize the challenges um, someone who runs a magazine or is the editor of a magazine um, faces, I would love to kind of hear about like, do you enjoy, if I realized running Radiant Magazine for me was me realizing I don't like managing people and their deadlines mm-hmm. and all of that, but maybe that has illuminated your joy in doing that. You know, my friend Griffin and I talk all the time, hiring, managing, all of that like lights up her life. And I realized it doesn't mind. So like what has that brought forward in you and what has that made you realize about yourself? How do you steward all of those people and those deadlines so that, yeah, you can get a, you know, an issue out or an article out on time? Yeah. So I definitely think organization plays a massive role in it. And sort of like what we were saying before about learning each step of the way and learning from your mistakes. When I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know how best to manage. And it was a massive new realm for me. So I kind of picked things up as I was going along. And it was a lot of researching other um, publications and looking online and you know seeing what publications I liked and things that really made me feel content reading them I'd think okay great this publication or this website or this physical magazine I love this about this and I want to evoke that same feeling in other people so I would try really really hard to be organized and to think right what can I do to make Taylor magazine a beautiful but also an informative place and it would come down to the types of articles that I really wanted people to talk about so every month um, we send out a content calendar essentially with all of the important things coming up that month whether it's a special day like Valentine's Day and you know holiday season whatever it might be to give people a guideline of what we want to talk about what we want to share things like National Kindness Day or National Letter Writing Day may seem super random but they're always always great topics for people to find something to talk about that has helps them on their journey so National Kindness Day might be about a friend who was there for someone when they were going through a really difficult time and all of those sorts of articles are ones that really really connect with me and I always feel that they're the ones that will massively connect with the other readers as well so I think definitely having an idea of the sort of content has helped having an idea of you know each month what types of articles are going to be relevant but also really exciting and going to make people really connect with them and I think the key to 
managing is for me one of the things I've learned is to just go with your gut and to go with what your initial instinct is because we have so many writers and some might contribute once a month some might contribute twice a month some might contribute a few times a week others may only want to do travel pieces when they're going away and go somewhere that's really inspired them and that's kind of the beauty of it is that it's really open and it's just about sharing your stories as and when they're happening for you and so we do have an editorial calendar that I look at every day and I obsess about every day and it's my favorite thing to just keep organized and know what's going on and know what's happening and I definitely think that as I've gone on I've learned how important it is to be organized and to manage your time so that you can get these exciting, amazing stories out to people, but also make sure that it's the relevant story that day or that week, and it's the story that you feel will help people. And we have an advice columnist called Nomi, who's amazing, and she talks about everything from wellness to careers, to love, to family, all of these different things, identity, so many variations of topics. And so her post, for example, on love might go out around Valentine's Day, but her post about loneliness around the holiday season, you know, might go out around Thanksgiving. So it's just about tying in all of these exciting, beautiful stories with the dates that people are really going to connect with them the most. And just making sure that you're always in communication, you're always letting the writers know what's happening with their articles and you know when they're going to be published and just keeping them aware that it is a small business. And so it's not always perfect as much as I obviously would love it to be all the time and just reminding them that you know their stories are a humongous part of what makes Taylor magazine such a joy to do because I love reading all of these different articles and just opening my eyes I guess broadening my own knowledge by reading what other people have experienced as well oh man and I you know I totally resonate with your story of being a little girl and just loving books like I consumed books. Um, I was just saying to my husband the other day that I'm, I'm rereading Harry Potter right now and going back through the books feels like I'm visiting childhood memories because they were so vivid when I read them when I was little. And so I can imagine it's really fun to get to read through each of these columnist pieces every single month. Like I, when I, when I ran a magazine and Taylor, you know, is far bigger than um, Radiant Magazine ever was. But I really enjoyed hearing these perspectives from writers and being introduced to incredible writers to where I could just have more, collect more stories and really take them in and see the world from a different angle. So what has been like your favorite part of running Taylor and kind of getting introduced to all of these writers and do you write personally or do you like to stay in the kind of management space? Uh, I definitely love to write still. I think I used to write a lot more than I do now and now because so much of what I do is proofreading and reading other people's pieces. I tend to write probably once or twice a week rather than what I would have done previously which would have been six or seven or eight or more times a week so it is different and I absolutely love love writing but now I feel I have to be in a certain headspace to do it whereas before I could just write and would force myself to basically get something on paper and so it's a bit of a different structure for me I think part of it is yeah because I am reading so many people's work and I love love taking it in 
Um, but it's sort of made me want to get into that headspace more where I'm proofreading and editing and finding beautiful images to go with the articles rather than sitting down and writing my own stuff. So it usually does happen now when I've been really inspired by something I've seen or something I've read or heard. And that's when I'll think, okay, you have to get something out. You have to channel your creative energy and put something on paper to just feel like you're not losing that and you're still keeping your writing going because it is something I have always loved. So it's just about maintaining that even when you have to sort of push yourself into it and you know work through that writer's block essentially it's tough to write when you're editing it is it is very tough I did not even write once or twice a week so props to you I loved what you said about something you read or something you see or hear is that how you stay inspired because I find that nowadays I can be listening to the most non-relevant podcast to what I end up writing about but one sentence will spark an idea how do you stay inspired to write yeah I definitely think it is a lot about what you experience and what's happening for you at that time so when I was in New York a couple of months ago I met up with Nomi who is our advice columnist and we went out one evening we just went for drinks and caught up it was a completely normal evening, but we were talking about life and relationships and just general career aspirations. And there was nothing in particular that we said that sparked an idea. But that next day, I spent the whole day writing articles and coming up with article ideas that I personally wanted to write for Taylor and things that I thought, wow, this is something that I haven't really thought about before or a new angle of talking about self-care that hasn't come to me before this. And it just made me really, really want to convey those ideas of things that people can do to help them and utilize the tools that we have in ourselves to find that strength and it just was super random we didn't really you know there wasn't one thing that I thought that's definitely made me want to go home and write an article but that next day I was just really inspired and was coming up with more ideas than I had for ages so I think it can be a super small thing and it can be something that maybe even in that moment you don't realize is going to inspire you but then later down the road it can and there have been other times where I've tried to sort of force it I guess where I've gone away on trips and I've gone to really beautiful places and I've thought okay this is going to be my trip where I sit with my laptop and I will write a few articles and force myself to get something really good and something that I'm really proud of and it just hasn't happened and it hasn't inspired me so I do think it just happens when you don't expect it sometimes and that's the way the creative process is occasionally you just don't really know when inspiration is going to hit you it can be something as random as a chat with a friend or something that you've read in a newspaper or a show you've watched online and it just triggers something in you so yeah I definitely think it can just be when the magic happens and you've got no idea and just very random yeah it is so random when it tends to hit but I try to create margin margin is so important for my creative process of just like mm -hmm. as long as I have margin it usually will come if I have if I'm in a season where I'm so busy and jam-pack my schedule with meetings every 30 minutes or every hour all day it's not gonna happen but if I carve out some space to go on a drive or a walk it usually will like something will spark throughout the day. Is there anything you're reading or listening to outside of, you know, articles you're you're producing day to day, but any books or authors you love or podcasts you love that help you stay inspired and encouraged? Honestly, I have been so, so bad with reading books at the moment. And I asked for books. That was pretty much all I asked for. 
for on my Christmas list this year. So I got given so many books and I'm looking at them right now and I've got a book called uh, Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney and Normal People by Sally Rooney that I really want to read and I've heard really good things about both of them. But I just haven't actually started anything. I've been rereading Eat, Pray, Love. I think that's probably the last thing because I love that. And whenever I want to be inspired or I want to sort of remind myself that traveling is something I should make as much time for as possible and finding myself on these traveling journeys as cheesy as it might sound is really nice going for dinner alone in another country I always really enjoy and so whenever I reread that book I'm like right I'm gonna book a solo trip or I'm gonna go for lunch by myself today and you know then write a really great article and just do something that's a little bit different from my standard day so I absolutely I'm gonna make it my mission this week to start one of these new books that I've got because I definitely feel that when I start reading a book, I can't put it down and I basically binge read. Um, But I have been watching a lot of Netflix. I just finished watching that season, uh, the first season of You, uh, the show that everyone is obsessed with. And weirdly, that kind of inspired me. I haven't fully finished it, but I have an idea of an article that I've started, which is a lot about relationships and toxic relationships but also what you learn about people and that show definitely when I was watching it the whole time I was thinking oh my god this is incredible so I think sometimes it's not even something that's linked to exactly what you want to write about or what might channel some creativity but it does still spark something in you because it just I thought was incredible and so so well written so that is probably what I've binge watched and been obsessed with the most recently. I have heard great things about that and I too I'm not a hater of television because sometimes things will just come to you while you're watching something so I'm on that train as well and I love my fair share of TV girl so I actually have been meaning to check that out because um, I this is sad that I only know his name from Gossip Girl but mm-hmm. I know Dan from Gossip Girl's the main character right yeah yeah so I was like oh man I should know his like real life name but he'll forever be Dan and so yeah I've got to check it out and Sally Rooney is that who you mentioned Sally Rooney yes so her two books are meant to be amazing and I was in a bookshop actually and I was sort of browsing through the book and just debating to buy it or not because I already have about 50 in my room that I haven't even started reading and the woman who was working at the bookshop came up to me and said, this was my favorite book of 2018. And I was like, okay. And then saw that she'd written another book as well. So I was like, right, these two are going to be my missions to get through for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to tackle them. And as soon as I start reading again, I realize how much I love it. I think it's just one of those things that is difficult to make time for. Um, But I definitely want to start reading. So I think Sally Rooney is, yeah, going to be my next author that I'm going to get into. Man, I'll have to check that out. And as, and I know you mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert as well. I love, I mean, I think that, I think our radio listeners might be like, okay, I've heard this enough, but I, I mean, <laughs> I could recommend Big Magic every day over and over again to every creative because it's one of the most impactful books I've read on creativity ever. So I still haven't read Eat, Pray, Love or movie which is crazy because I love Elizabeth Gilbert I think I'd probably watch it maybe once a month and I love Celia Roberts I think she's incredible anything that she's in I pretty much obsess over so for me it's one of those films that 
I'll read the book and then I'll have a bit of a break and then two weeks later I'll watch the film so I feel like it's my go-to sort of positivity or if I'm having a night where I'm like I don't want to move from my bed I want to just chill have a little self-care evening put my diffuser on then Eat Pray Love is definitely what I'm going to be watching okay I'm gonna have to check it out um I know that's crazy that I still haven't read it so one thing I would love to chat with you about before we go is representation um representation of all women of all skin tones of all shapes and sizes of all gosh, all walks of life. How do you juggle finding equal representation in your magazine? Because I know running Gradient Magazine, like that is no small feat and everyone has an opinion. I mean, the second you get every girl of all skin tones up there, it's a comment about shapes and sizes and it's challenging and and you pay for every single photo you post and sometimes there's not enough of one demographic of women. Like, how do you juggle that? Because I found that to be a big passion of mine, Radiant Magazine, but also really hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, again, with Taylor, the difference to, you know, other publications that I would read when I was younger or physical print magazines that I would read growing up is that it's not so much about how you look or your skin tone or what you're wearing or your weight or your size it's literally just about being happy within yourself and so I think you know sort of just skimming through some of the articles we've talked about they're all so general and if they are specific to a certain topic or a certain type of person for example then it will always be a personal story it will always be someone saying this is my experience of something this is how I felt during this time rather than a general everyone who might be a woman or a millennial should also feel this way it's kind of always very targeted to their own experience which is one of the most important things and actually one of Nomi's posts that she's got coming up is about being biracial and it's you know a girl who's sort of said that she feels quite out of place and she doesn't really know where she fits in and so I think articles like that and posts like that are really important because it is important to remember that you know everyone who does come on to Taylor magazine will have a completely different life experience and will come on for maybe different types of content and want to take something different from it but it is also about reminding everyone who comes on to Taylor that it's not about fashion it's not about beauty it's not about how you look or what you wear or anything like that it's just here is how you can be a happy person that's all it is is to help you feel fulfilled and to help you feel positive and just to leave you feeling when you get off the site that you know you feel a little bit better about yourself or you feel like maybe your day is a little bit brighter so it's less about all of those maybe more materialistic things and more about finding that contentness inside so I feel like that is something that I always try to focus on with all of the articles make sure they all have that feeling of as long as you are happy within yourself and you're trying to be the best person that you can be, you're trying to be kind to others, you're trying to be kind to yourself, then that is, I guess, the main message that I want people to take from it. Yeah, I love that. And I love that your messages speak to, or your articles speak to all women, or if it's someone's stories, it's saying, hey, this is my story. I know that. Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize with any type of media outlet how much intentionality has to go into choosing every photo for every article so that someone who does come in the door of your website says, Oh, I belong here too, because I see people who look like me. Um, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge, um, endeavor 
and it's important. It should be a huge endeavor, but I also don't like to glaze over that because I recognize that you probably have to put a a lot of time and intentionality into that, and and thank you for that. So it has been so fun to have you on and just chat all about um, Taylor Magazine. I know that, again, since I was a little girl, I wanted to run a magazine, and I, I feel like I got to do that for a season, and I love talking to other editors and hearing about their journey. It's so fun. Where can people hear or hear more about you, dig into Taylor Magazine, check out all of these articles? How can they keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are on Instagram mainly, so it's Taylor as in Swift, T-A-Y-L-O-R underscore magazine on both Instagram and Twitter. And then the online is www.taylormagazine.com. So that's where you can read all of the articles that we do and all of the interviews that we do, which is great fun. And at the moment, we are working on relaunching our newsletter. So we're going to launch that on the 1st of February. That's when the first one's going to come out. We did it previously for a while, but we wanted to sort of restructure it and make it more focused on wellness and make sure we had a good mix of articles in there and a good mix of things from other people that inspire us as well. So it's not just a newsletter about Taylor Magazine. It's also focused on things that we've read or things that we've seen or heard maybe that are from other creatives and other people so we're working on finalizing that so you can subscribe to that as well on taylormagazine.com which will be really cool and yeah I just hope that people go on and enjoy the articles and find something that connects with them Awesome. Well, seriously, I think you'll have quite a few of our Radiant listeners wanting to keep up. I love a great article, so I'll be keeping up. And thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Kelsey. It was great speaking to you too. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other.